England, 15th century. We are in most excellent shape for our report. Yeah, all we need is one more speaker from medieval. Excellent. Billy, you are dealing with the oddity of time travel with the greatest of ease. Excuse me, do you know where there are any personages of historical significance around here? Oh. Check it out. Must be the castle of King Henry. Let's go, dude. Billy, guard the booth and watch Socrates. Who should we get from medieval? How about that gnarly old goat dude? I'm Bill S. Preston, Esquire. And I'm Chad Theodore Logan. Yeah! Welcome to Bill and Ted Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we party on through the most triumphant film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, one gnarly old goat dude minute at a time. Uh, I'm your host, John Esberg Esquire, and with me... Rocky Theodore Logan, and everyone's favorite, the royal ugly dude, who is super excited for these next few minutes coming up. There are some, there are some action-packed minutes. Uh, there's yeah, tons of action, actually. And it's just a whole new scene here. We haven't been to the medieval times yet. Looks very familiar. It looks a lot like uh, suburban Pennsylvania, uh, as opposed to Greek. It, it doesn't quite strike me as England, though. It is Italy, I believe. It's Italy. The castle is Italian, and they they filmed Italy, Arizona, and like yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, it's a very, it's very mountainous. To be the mall might be in San Dimas. I forget, but uh, they and then uh, they they yeah they this is all Italy. And uh, all the rest are like studio shots. They don't show outside of like Joan of Arc or anything. So but not that many films. I wonder if that's San Gimignano, that that castle. I've been there. I had the castle somewhere. I might it might come up next minute or something. I, I know exactly where it is. Anyway, the the minute begins with the booth opening in the 15th century and, and a bundle with, and a bundle of sticks walking by. Ends with our first look at the princesses. Uh, dude, count two. Can we call it gnarly as a dude? <laughs> I mean, gnarly kind of fits in that. It's like a super dude. I'm yeah. Just, yeah. It's an over-the-top uh, surfer-only word. Gnarly? It's yeah. a surfer-only word. Right, but it... Yeah. So No one a, has ever used it. it like, it's like skateboard. So, so we're saying 10 dudes for the gnarly? Yeah. It's a 10, <laughs> 10, 10 dude bonus. Let's go dude and gnarly old goat dude are the two dudes. Gnarly's not a skater term at all? Gnarly? I mean, skater, surfer, I guess they're kind of like yeah. kissing cousins or something like that. And the... yeah, If you like your feet on a flat board, gnarly works. <laughs> Like, do they share fashion choices, the skaters and the surfers? Like, would, would a uh, surfer wear vans when he's uh, not on the board? You know what I mean? Would a snowboarder be in there? Would he wear billabong? What? Billabong is a surfing clothes, right? Right, but not vans. Vans are skater yeah, clothes. Yeah, but what, what are skaters? There's no, I mean, there's no surfer shoes. They're wearing vans or something like that. Would they, I mean, it wouldn't be that out of place for them to have an airwalk shirt on. That's all I'm saying. All right. Anyway, so we're in 15th century England. Look at it, guys. That's 1400s, right? Breathe it in. Yeah, 1400. Mm-hmm. We don't know the exact year. Um, we can guess at some years uh, coming up later. Um, they said, yo, we only need one more speaker. They think they're done after this? Like, this is going to be it. I don't know, dude. If you showed up with Napoleon, Billy the Kid, and Socrates. They and forgot about Napoleon. The, like, yeah. it, you don't think that's enough to get an A? Uh, yeah, it'd probably be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They need that AA++ to get to save the future, though, so I guess. Anyway, um, so, guy walks, little, uh, peasants, I guess you call them? Surf? Peasant? What do we call in English? Yeah, show? I would say peasants. Peasants? Mm-hmm. They are serfs. I think serfdom is thriving at this time. Uh, they only ever seem to call them serfs in Russia. That's it, right? Uh, they certainly seem to be really? thriving. Like, I would never refer to someone from England. I would say they're a peasant. Serfs are, like, Russian, right? 
or Eastern European. I, I guess. don't know, but isn't surf isn't it essentially serfdom right yes. now? That's yeah. So I, I never I've only ever heard them to refer to even Russian literature and stuff as serfs. Anyway, See, just, I thought I thought the difference with the serfs were the countryside people working out there, and if you were a peasant, you were kind of in the city. You'd be in London. I hear you. Um, so would someone would this guy speak English? Understand them? Well, if they're in England. Okay, but like they'd speak different English back then. Uh, I have a, a specific audio example of what their English would have sounded like. I'll, I'll cut around this, guys, and I'll play it for the people. English language. Of a courageous wren. Sit down. Of a courageous wren. This is their English. Over and fall as need Oon lenten time, tuaren is hadde, her nest home in a karishade, and where it floa, unuchten tiet, the laun te skure, fer. So, that's an example of their English. Sounds like Welsh. I'll insert the audio in here. It sounds like, yeah, Germanish, Welshish. I mean, that makes sense. They're Germanic type people. Saxons. They're Nordic type people, too. Saxons and Angles are both from the mainland. But the Nords aren't. The Nords are from And it's not as if he responds to them. Verbally, he just points at the castle. Exactly. He, they could have said anything. Like, yeah. where can I get my dick sucked? Oh, they yeah. point to the castle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> now, luckily, and then the princesses to... step out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I just, they knew that English just from writing, because it's like from the writing of the time. That's, that's how... like Chaucer. Like a little bit that. I've read they... Chaucer. Okay, so. Uh, that's yeah. not Chaucer. Uh, well, they translate it, dude. You read the Bible, too. You're not reading Aramaic or whatever. Right? They translate the Chaucer. So, uh, yeah, like the, the, uh, there's a historian who answered this question on Reddit. And, like, the guy asked, you know, I'm an English... An historian on Reddit? Yeah, or somebody he claims to be an historian on... He has on a PhD. It's, you ever, I have a PhD on Reddit, too. No, but Reddit historians, they verify PhDs and they, okay. and they tag them. They uh, ask historians what page. Okay, what he say? They they vet these people. Um, he said, so the Englishman asked, "Would I be? In one, how far can I go back and still speak English?" And the answer is probably sometime in the early 1500s through the late 1400s. So they might have been able to understand a little bit of what he was saying. I mean, I you could pick up some of that there. There'd be head scratching over some of the archaic pronunciation, shifting meanings, mm-hmm. and evolving figures of speech. Cliches and shit would be completely out the window. Uh, right. Yeah, you know, like that one Archer episode, the, the idioms do not translate, and they kept just giving the yeah, trans- yeah. Their idiom after idiom after idiom. <laughs> it's a tough titty. It's like, that doesn't work. That does, there's no translation. I mean, we're, we're probably talking about uneducated people, too. He's asking about personages of historical significance. I don't... We didn't even understand that. Literally, we didn't understand right. that. <laughs> so, what's the chance of... The surfer peasant. I don't know. That. that sounded closer to what they were talking to. Maybe they didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah. So, the Battle of Bosworth in 1485 marks the beginning of the Tudor dynasty. In the same year, uh, Le Mort d'Arthur was published, or at least started to being cited around. And we can understand a lot of that. So, it's somewhere between, we don't know exactly when, but somewhere between like 1066 and maybe 20 years around this zone here. Is they're starting to speak English that we would get before it was strict what Gaelic and Welsh and whatever. I mean, there's no strict anything. It's but language. it's like, it's but it's like that. Uh, it's like that G W X L Y N and it's a word type of stuff. I guess I've never read the Magna Carta or anything in its original publishing or the what's the book of 
the dead or what no they have a big famous book there I forget what it's called with everybody's name in it from one year uh, I forget I have no idea what you're talking about book of worms or something like that anyway um so what happens next we got we uh well we skipped over his great line to Billy who does seem to be handling time travel quite well with ease yeah. it is one of my favorite lines <laughs> in the movie <laughs> yeah. yes there you go um uh, Billy, you are dealing with the oddities of time travel with the greatest of ease. It's adorable. Yeah. It's like uh, such a pleasant thing to say to their new buddy, Billy the Kid. Billy responds perfectly, like, you know, I'm yeah. cool with that, bro. Yeah. Gives him a little hat tip. Exactly. Yeah. Plays football with Socrates. Mm-hmm. I mean, pulls out that orange football again. Hasn't shot anybody now in ancient Greece or medieval England. But here's a question. Could Billy take over this castle with that six-shooter? How many bullets do you think he's got in his belt? He's got... He's got six, but I think it only takes one. Right? You shoot the gun. Nobody's got any clue what the gun is yet at this point. Same mm-hmm. same thing. He gets hit with an arrow. It's trouble. Yeah, but he comes up and shoots somebody with the gun. They're like, oh, my gosh. He, yeah, he can walk right up to the king, and he wouldn't even know what it is. It is and just yeah. whip it out. And, and he's the and fastest gun in the West, too. Right. So, yeah. Like, nobody's getting an arrow off. Yeah, exactly. So he could probably pop it. He needs to be close quarters, though. The further away. The well, I'm, I'm just thinking, though. We're getting close to gunpowder, though. Like... This is, we'll say it's 1490-something, or, right? Mm-hmm. With the 15th century, we'll say it's 1490. Columbus okay. is on his way. Columbus is, is sailed the ocean blue. So, we're not far, like, when do early muskets and things start start coming out? Uh, like 15-something? Like, that's because you're talking English Civil War, they definitely had cannons, and uh, and that's 15, early 1500s, I believe, uh, with uh, the Protestants and all that. Um, I don't know, man. Columbus, I don't think they had muskets. They might have had pistol like shitty pistol muskets. Yeah, hmm. Columbus. I, I mean, strictly for pistol. Right, weapon. Quick, quick, quick! Pull it up. The the historical time of, of modern weapons and started in 1364 with the first recorded use of a firearm. Okay, but I don't know where that was. So I right, definitely not here because they yeah. they walk around with armor and in minutes in the future. Um, yeah, I can receive for some reason remember like Constantinople. They had cannons and shit in the walls. In like 14-something, really. I don't know. Anyway, I love the line. It's also... Uh, like, according to this gun timeline, I'm just going to show 1364, first recorded use. 1380, handguns are known across Europe. So that would totally blow our entire point of that whole thing out. 1380? So handguns are no, known. Nothing like what Billy has, one. Right. The max lock gun appears in the 1400s. They probably blow up in your hand more often than you... And you get one ball shot. So maybe maybe it takes two shots. Maybe it takes... Like that, he's yeah. got... He's yeah. got of them to go then. Yeah, they might be like BBs or something. They might not even hurt. Um, so what's it called? Okay, so and uh, the reason I can we can guess what king it is, they point that must be King Henry's castle, dude. In Bogus Journey, the princesses both celebrate their 521st birthdays. Oh. So as they're they're in their early 20s, so therefore they've traveled in the future 500 years. Uh, the date Excellent Adventure is given in the movie 1988. Therefore, the monarch. Uh, could have only been Henry the Seventh, fourteen eighty-five to fifteen oh nine. So somewhere in that range that we're landing here. Well, so, and it's before, yeah. and it's before the the fifteen hundreds started. Correct. Yeah. And number one, that's saying that the writer paid any attention to this, which they didn't. Right. And based on something I read on Wikipedia, and it saves everybody. Comment from- section, not even in the main page. This is on the speculation page, which I had to backdoor my way into. That's what like, it was removed. If anyone knows how to backdoor, it's too. not confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> also, so Henry the Sixth reigned thirteen ninety nine. He had two daughters. Neither one. Not of these people had daughters named Joanna or Elizabeth, by the way. 
Henry V had no daughters, Henry VI no daughters, Henry VII had two daughters, but that's who we're guessing it is, but they weren't named this. Maybe they changed their names or something yeah. in, the, in the logic of the movie. They didn't yeah. want to be called... Yeah, they didn't want to the copyright infringements, people to come back and sue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so right after he tells Billy uh, to keep an eye on soap crates for us, uh, whatever to your lighter, man. I don't have one. I, what were you lighting with before? Uh, that one, all right, fine. Uh, cool. Uh, I'll cut some of that out. So Billy grabs, uh, he says, you know, you got to keep an eye on Socrates. Billy grabs Socrates, manhandles him, mm-hmm. hands him yeah. the Nerf ball, dude. It's yeah, adorable, man. The orange football, it. yeah. They're like best of buds, man. He's coming up, yeah, you like, keep an eye on Socrates for us, dude. No problem. Billy's there. Oh, he's on, he's on, on mission, dude. He's, these guys saved their life, his life. He grabs Socrates, you know, and just hands him the Nerf and said, let's have some fun. And then they have some background fun. Look at this, dude. <laughs> This is the they, they later yeah, yeah. T- they're tossing the nerf around. It's one of the most adorable scenes in the entire movie. Oh, it, it doesn't happen until next minute. Shit, the real so, good tossing. Right, all they do is show the ball here. Yeah, they oh, so, they, so all. So great, just got a gaping mouth all the time. He's always astounded at what's going on. Well, you got he's from like AD. And that adds up. <laughs> yeah. It's if you were a thousand years in the future. It's about a thousand years from where he was, right? He was four hundred something. No, he's BC. He's fifteen hundred. Oh, yeah, he's BC. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's way back there. Fifteen hundred years. I mean, things haven't progressed that much in those fifteen hundred years. I mean, yeah. compare. All right, so f- from this time in fifteen hundred, we'll say it is five hundred years from now is a lot different uh, than this life, right? But mm-hmm. this life will look very familiar to uh, Socrates. The castles are made out of not marble but rock. Other than that, life is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. But from five hundred years in the future. Cars and whatnot, you know. And once we, uh, you think they had gnarly goat dudes back in so crazy time? Yeah, they're gnarly goat dudes now, man. Yeah. Uh, is that line? That line's this minute, right? Okay. My other favorite one. My this is number three line. Favorite line of the movie. Bill says, "How about that?" Ted asks him, you know, "Who do you want to bring?" Bill says, "How about that gnarly looking goat dude?" And then we cut to a picture of the princesses with. Is it the? I, I keep trying. They have the the banner out on on the on the trail on the out there, and. I think it's there's the goat dude there. Where's the goat dude? Well, let's hope we see him in the next minute. We can cross yeah. our fingers for the next minute and see if there's a goat dude. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm, but Bill's so excited about it, man. He's like, how about that? He look at the smile on his face when he says gnarly like like far away. Yeah, like he sees that goat dude from like far. He's got ideas of like about that goat or the gnarly guy. guy. One of those two. He's got ideas yeah. about. So there's that. Oh, uh, oh, shoot. All right. I did have all the details. So why would he... They're looking for a figure of historical significance, and he's picking a gnarly goat dude? The guy's gnarly. Okay. Gnarly's one in a million, all right? <laughs> and Henry VII, even Henry VII is in a historic... Like, exactly. you, have, you have two bigger Henrys. Yeah, there's bigger Henrys out yeah. there. Henry, Fifth and eighth. Yeah, right. It's easy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one is Shakespeare play, the other one is, uh, has an HBO show. <laughs> yeah. is, is, there, is their size documented? <laughs> Yes, yeah. I believe they were uncut at the time yeah. too. Uh, uh, so okay, the castle about twenty miles northwest of Rome, you can find the English castle of King Henry, where Bill and Ted encounter the princesses and are rescued from the beheading. Spoilers. I didn't. Even, I should have cut that part out. Oh, all right. What did you say? Castle was? I asked. It was San Gimignano. No, it's the fifteenth-century castle, Odescali. Odish Scalchi Castle on the southwestern oh, shore of, of Lake Bracciano. Of course. It's an, uh, if you're looking for an upscale wedding venue in Europe, this is where Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes South, got married. Where is that lake, though? Tom Cruise and Katie, Katie Holmes got married there. Oh, where's the lake? In lake Bracciano? Yeah. 
I don't know, man. It's a, you could sit in the background. I like Abracciano. I'm looking it up on the maps. Uh, it looks like yeah, it's a good tourist spot. Is it like, yeah, is it? It's a lake, man. That's what it is. So while uh, you guys look stuff up, I'll tell you, that's a nice keystone they got there when you're walking into the castle. Makes me proud to be from the Keystone State. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, oh, Rocky, in the first sentence, I said it was 20 miles northwest of Rome. Ah, I, didn't caught, I didn't catch that. Uh, I respect a good Keystone. It's all yeah. over like our stupid state, all the road signs and everything. Why do you think it's stupid? I think the Keystone I think State is amongst the best, I think it's the yeah, best I think it's, nickname. I agree. I think it's awesome. <laughs> do you even know what a Keystone does? I think it's... Isn't it for show? No, it keeps them from falling down. Yeah, it's it's ma- for show. I don't think they really need them, though. Do they? Uh, At one point, the Keystone was a, a vital part of construction. Yeah. I'll take your word for it, guys. I think that's Pennsylvania propaganda you guys are reading. <laughs> It's better than the Garden State. It's better than the First State, maybe. Delaware is First State. Good Empire for State is stupid. Empire State is New York, right? Yes. Palmetto State, that's uh, South Carolina. Yeah, Nothing um, could be finer. <laughs> uh, the Sunshine State's good. Um, show Me State. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. I like the Show Me State from Missouri. Uh, the Golden State, that's a good one. That's a good one. The pen. What's Arizona? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know many others. Uh, uh, yeah, you've, you've kind of run about. Yeah, so. Yeah. That's, all, that's about all I know. Oh, the Free State. That's nah, not that's real. it's not called the Free State. It's their Granite State. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even the Free State. Live Free or Die is their motto, but the Granite State is their stupid nickname. So anyway. What about the Yellow Hammer? What, my dick? <laughs> is that Homer Simpson's dick? <laughs> Alabama. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so you guys can you can email me. Uh, we haven't said I've said these in a while. Bill and Ted minute at gmail.com. Got a few emails there from fans. Uh, you can friend us on Facebook, Bill and Ted Minute, or the Bill and Ted Minute Excellent Phone Booth. Is that yeah, how you call yeah. it? Yeah, Bill. Yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Phone Booth. That's it, right? And yeah, you'll be like one of the third people to join there. Post something. I'm not doing posts. I'm not running social media. One of you guys can do it. I'm not. Okay. Doing it. Okay. Twitter. Uh, I'm on there. You I'll can, do it. You can. Yeah. Feel yeah. free. And uh, with that, be excellent to you. Wait, guys. I thought I was going to be able to do St. Crispin's Day or once more into the breach. On the, well, uh, why, why don't you do that after we uh, <laughs> outro? And, uh, uh, both from Henry V. Both great, both great soliloquies or monologues. And with that, be excellent to each other, guys. <laughs> Party on, dudes. of water